You're listening to Canary Cry Flyby. Food for thoughtful a place of faith. This now from a federal law enforcement that a TSA officer has died from that shooting at LAX this morning. For more on this, we turn to Stephen Pomerantz, a former assistant director at the FBI who's in our Washington bureau. Stephen, we're hearing from a law enforcement source that the alleged shooter had, had writings of an anti-government and anti-TSA nature. What do you make of that? It seems that that's a place to start, that he's carrying a grudge, that he had an anti-government bent to, it, in it, to his philosophy and was acting on that. And this is not the first time something like this has happened. The gunman may have been a conspiracy theorist. Federal officials say he had materials referencing the New World Order. CNN's Pentagon correspondent Barbara Starr. She's live in Washington now. Barbara, let me ask you this. You know, do you know anything at this point what officials are saying about this? Well, some information is now emerging. Materials found on the shooting suspect did include a rant that appeared to reference that New World Order as well as anti-TSA, anti-government claims. For people perhaps not familiar, New World Order is generally accepted to be a conspiracy theory where people believe that there are elites out there forming some sort of special authoritarian government. This is the generally accepted view of what New World Order means. He's the former head of counterterrorism for the LAPD. John, what have you learned about the suspect? He is Paul Anthony Ciancia. As Carter said, he's from New Jersey, but a lot doesn't emerge. What you don't see is a thick criminal record. You don't see other violent acts. What you don't see is references to him in the FBI files. Yet, what you do see today, according to investigators, is He walks into the terminal, he's got the gun in a garment bag, he takes the rifle out, he opens fire, um, shoots his way through the checkpoint, um, going down a a side, coming around the back end. He's focused on the TSA agents. Inside the bag, we are told investigators came up with notes saying um, uh, that the TSA were fascists and pigs, um, anti-American rantings, anti-TSA rantings, and references to the New World Order, which is kind of a growing conspiracy group that believes the world is going to be taken over by forces in black helicopters and so on. Growing conspiracy group that thinks the world will be taken over by forces in black helicopters. Yep. They really know what they're talking about there. Um, If you haven't already figured it out, we're talking about the LAX shooting that happened on November 1st, just right around here in our area, Guns. Yeah, it was uh, definitely... It was funny because it seemed like a lot of people didn't really, I mean, yeah, it was a surprising thing. Obviously, whenever there's a shooting, it's a pretty bad situation, but people seem jaded. I mean, it was like, oh yeah, another shooting. The Colorado movie massacre killed 12 on July 20th, 2012. Two weeks later, six died at a temple in Wisconsin. The next month, six dead in an office in Minneapolis. It was quiet for two months when Newtown, Connecticut happened, killing 27. Two weeks after that, two firemen were killed by a sniper in New York State. Two months later, four dead at a barber shop in New York. The next month, four dead at an apartment in Washington State. Five weeks later, five killed in Santa Monica, California. The next month, six dead in Hialeah, Florida. Seven weeks later, 12 murdered at the Washington Navy Yard, and six weeks after that came LAX. That's 85 dead in 11 mass shootings in just over a year. The stranger part of it is that they're mentioning the New World Order, 
constantly now because of this uh, kid's uh, little note there had uh, the NWO written on there. Right. Well, that's been the new thing the past couple of days is all you hear about is that this kid did this because he is a crazy conspiracy theorist who believes in the new world order and they make some some pitiful attempts to try to explain briefly what that means to people on the air. And yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie, they've made such a deal about it here, but that even subconsciously I've sort of started even just backing off a little bit on, uh, I don't know, on, on electronic medium or even even sort of mentioning it to people or whatever in the past couple of days. Right, like your your New World Order awareness campaign has, has toned down a little bit. Right, I mean, it really has because, I mean, this has definitely been a big media sort of um, counterintelligence blow, I think. Because, I mean, now if you are the one bringing up the New World Order to people, now you're the guy who's... You know, you're in the same school of thought. You're as the, the crazy guy the crazy that's going to go kill TSA people. Right, exactly. Right. Shootings are never, ever, ever a good thing. And right. this especially uh, has got me even that much more worried. Well, I think we should go on record and say that despite our, you know, trying to raise awareness about the New World Order and the Illuminati and all the, the world elite stuff, a violent uprising and you know, going out there and starting to shoot people is never the answer. That's it's not, not the, the answer point. and it's not going to work out for anybody. Our solution is in Christ and um, the battle's already won. So, you know, we don't need to do anything drastic here. Right. Because, I mean, we already know that the FBI and the CIA and the NSA already consider evangelical Christians to be among the top rated people to look out for in the context of, you know, dangerous terrorists right terrorism and things like that so and they you know just if there are christians who are weary of that possibility just look at what they have done to the the muslims to islam you you can't have anything islam go on without people who are very patriotic you know ever since 9-11 in 2001 just the hatred that is expressed towards people who are Islam. Uh, right. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Right. And what we'll sh- what we're seeing and what we've had other people, you know, sort of predict in the near past here is that, you know, being a Christian uh, as as bizarre as it sounds and as impossible as it seems to ever become a reality, being a Christian or an evangelical Christian is going to become a bad thing. It's right. going to be stigmatized and you know, I mean, I'm just following the signs here. Yeah. Well, one thing interesting that happened at this whole shooting thing was the press conference by the chief of LAPD. His name is Chief Gannon. More than three weeks ago, we took every one of our officers, our patrol officers, and a couple of hundred officers from the Los Angeles Police Department, and we practiced the exact scenario that played out today. We played out today. And I, and I was talking to the officers involved in this particular incident a few minutes ago, and they said that that training was critical to how they responded. So, yeah, he stumbles there, and he says that, you know, they trained for three weeks, and it's the exact same scenario that they played out. And then that he stumbles. Just, yeah, yeah. And then he says, we played out. Right. And so. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And if you watch the video, we'll put a link to the video in the uh, show notes for this flyby here. Um, but yeah, and you can like see the guys in the background. Just like one guy just literally does a face palm. He does like, a face oh, palm. Gosh, I can't believe he just said that on TV. Um, 
But yeah, so no, it's a very, very interesting thing. And I don't think this comes to a surprise to really anybody else. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Just another piece of evidence that can sway someone to the possibility that this entire thing is another false flag event to carry out the agenda. Right. Well, this is fly by gone. So let's uh, try to fly by onto another thing here that uh, was interesting in the past couple of weeks. And that was a video that has gone extremely viral by a Mr. Russell Brand. Make sure you don't even vote. Yeah, no, I don't vote. Well, how do you have any authority to talk about politics then? Well, I don't uh, get my authority from this pre-existing paradigm, which is quite narrow and only serves a few people. I look elsewhere for alternatives that might be of service to humanity. Alternate means, alternate political systems. Uh, they being? Well, I've not invented it yet, Jeremy. I had to do a magazine last week. I've had a lot on my plate. But I say, but here's the thing it shouldn't do. Shouldn't destroy the planet. Shouldn't create massive economic disparity. Shouldn't ignore the needs of the people. The burden of proof is on the people with the power, not people like doing a magazine. How do you imagine the people get power? Well, I imagine there are sort of hierarchical systems that have been preserved for, through they get generations. Power by being voted in. Well, you That's say how that, they Jeremy, get it. You like can't a, even be asked to vote. It's quite a narrow, uh, quite a narrow prescriptive parameter that changes within the. Uh, the in a democracy, that's how it works. Well, I don't think it's working very well, Jeremy. Given that the planet is being destroyed, given that there is economic disparity of a huge degree, what you're saying there's no alternative. There's no alternative. No, I'm just not saying system. that. I'm saying if you Brilliant. can't be asked to vote, why should we be asked to listen to your political point of view? You don't have to listen to my political point of view but it's not uh, that I'm not voting out of apathy I'm not voting out of absolute indifference and weariness and exhaustion from the lies treachery deceit of the political class that has been going on for generations now and which has now reached fever pitch where we have a disenfranchised disillusioned despondent underclass that are not being represented by that political system so voting for it is tacit complicity with that system and that's not something I'm offering up well, why don't you change it then I'm trying to well, why don't you start by voting? <laughs> I don't think it works. People have voted already, and that's what's created the current well, paradigm. When did you last vote? Never. You've never, ever voted? No. Do you think that's really bad? So you struck an attitude, what, before the age of 18? Well, I was busy being a drug addict at that point because I come from the kind of social conditions that are exacerbated by an indifferent system that really just administrates for large corporations and ignores the population that well, it was voted in the, to serve. You're blaming the political class of the fact you had a drug problem? No, no, no. I'm saying I was part of a social and economic class that is underserved by the current political system and drug addiction is one of the problems it creates when you have huge underserved impoverished populations people get drug problems and also don't feel like, uh, like they want to engage with the current political system because they see that it doesn't work for them they see that it makes no difference they see that they're not served well, of i say it that doesn't the apathy, work for them if they don't bother to vote jeremy my darling i'm not saying that the, the apathy doesn't come from us the people the apathy comes from the politicians they are apathetic to our needs they're only interested in servicing the needs of corporations look at what ain't the tories going to court and to taking the eu to court because they're trying to curtail bank bonuses is that what's happening at the moment in our country it is isn't it yeah, there is so what am I going to tune in for that you don't believe in democracy no, you to. want a revolution don't you the planet is being destroyed we are creating an underclass we are exploiting poor people all over the world and the genuine legitimate problems of the people are not being addressed by our political class all of those things may be true they are true but you took I wouldn't argue with you about many of them well how come I feel so cross with you it can't just be because of that beard it's gorgeous it's possibly because and if the Daily Mail don't want it I do I'm against them. Grow it longer. You are Tangle a- it into your armpit hair. You are a very trivial man. 
So, yeah, so basically the summary of this is that Russell Brand has come out and said some things that we all wish that we could say on international television, you know, with the exemption of maybe some more socialist reforms that he would like being seen implemented. But, you know, it's interesting that a guy in his, you know, at the peak of his career, sort of how he is, uh, would come out and really take a big stand like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting in contrast to this whole LAX deal and what's transpired with the whole idea of making New World Order people look crazy or whatever, or anti-New World Order folks, I guess. You know, in contrast to that, you have this guy, Russell Brand, who's, you know, a very successful comedian out there, you know, not necessarily using the same trigger phrases like anti-government or New World Order or anything like that, but expressing the same sort of sentiments And, you know, it's just interesting how there's that other side of it, you know, and so the division line is is getting ever clearer. Right. And it should be noted that as much as I am proud of this guy for coming out and saying this stuff, which is stuff that is much needed, you know, he does kind of tend to lean towards a globalized solution, seems to be a fan of globalization and figuring out a worldwide a solution for poverty and things like that. So, you know, it's a little bit of a give and take when it comes to our personal ideas about, you know, how things should be. Yeah, he's very much a big government guy, it seems like. Um, but, you know, he's, you know, I feel like his heart's in the right place. He's very loquacious and eloquent in the way that he puts it. So, I mean, overall, I think it's good that this got so much attention worldwide on the internet just to get people thinking. Yeah, absolutely. I think definitely more people are going to start recognizing what's going on. And it's again, it's another one of those things like I feel like the elite already know that their cover is sort of blown and, you know, the it's slowly unveiling itself and they're doing whatever they can to sort of draw the line like, hey, you know, it's really not that bad to be part of the new world order or whatever. Right. Uh, Or you can be, you know, totally against it. So. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it should be noted that, of course, the one thing that, that is uh, interesting with Russell Brand and, and his ideas of globalism is that, you know, even if it's a positive globalism, that leader for the positive or allegedly positive global force is going to be the Antichrist. So, right. Should be noted. Right. Yeah. And also real quick before we move on. Yeah, there's a lot of talk in the media, at least the online alternative media talking about Russell Brand's messiah complex. Right. How he has chosen himself to be the changer of the world and the the savior of the poor, which is just an interesting communication for them to sort of get out of the whole thing because if you really watch it he never claims himself to be i mean he even says himself like you know i don't really know how to do this don't ask me to solve all your problems right here in the interview but you know something needs to be done so there you go yeah all right well moving on one last topic here on today's canary cry flyby and that is some cyborgs yeah this is called biohacking Mm-hmm. biohacking we've talked about it before in some other episodes but uh a video was just published on october 31st by a channel called motherboard tv where allegedly the very first sort of cyborg uh chip thing do it yourself type cyborg making guy <laughs> that's i think that was that's the key there it was a do it yourself cyborg thing that, right. that was what was really pitched by this guy who uh 
allegedly, uh, you know, got a microchip the size of a, a Hershey it's bar. Humongous. I don't <laughs> think he, I don't think he really thought it was going to be that big when it got under his skin. But uh, you know, it's 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 stuff we talked about before. He built a chip that can read his temperature. I think I think it was just his temperature. I don't even think there's really anything else. I don't think so either. And you know what was really interesting is that he says that if it seems like he's going to get a fever, he's going to get a text message. Right. It's a chip in his arm that can, you can connect to via Bluetooth, check your, the temperature of his body over the past, you know, whatever. I mean, it keeps a record. Um, so kind of cool. I mean, I guess you can see like what your temperature has been for every few minutes for the past, you know, however long. Connects via Bluetooth to his tablet. Um, yeah. And then he hopes that he can get it to send a text message when he's getting a fever. What, so, ab- what happened to thermometers? I, I don't know. It, yeah. It seems like it's not as cool as it should be. <laughs> but <laughs> I, mean, really not. I, I mean, and it's funny. I mean, uh, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to put the guy down, but he, he, he comes out. I mean, this was not done. This was not a medical procedure. He had like some guy like cut him open and put it in just in a hotel room and uh you watch the video and when he comes out he was not anesthetized or anything he comes out and the the host of the of the segment's like yeah let's see it and, it, and it's humongous <laughs> it's like this hum it's like a, there's a deck of cards under the skin of his forearm i don't think he really thought it was going to be that big the human body is really really failing in almost in almost every way. I want to live to be thousands of years old. I don't want to die. I don't understand why anybody would. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? Well, how's it going with you? How did it go? It went well. It went well. A lot of pain. I'm you know, a lot, of, a lot of grunting. A lot of... Wow. You know, it's pretty large. That yeah. is big. Yeah, as we expected. You know, that sort of thing. You know, obviously you got some wrinkling in the skin. If you can take a look over on the side, it's... You know, pinch there, but it's closed. It's good. You know, it's working. So, uh, want to see? Sure, sure. <laughs> Demonstrate that thing. All right, let's see here. Let me get this. And let's see. All right, uh, connect to device. And connecting. Connected. So let's uh, go ahead and we'll turn on the light. Can you, can you show me... The, the transmitting of the data. Is that, yeah. is that via Bluetooth, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let me reconnect. There's some data for you. Wow. And that's, uh, you know, so one more. Bam. That's so, amazing. Uh, right now, uh, well, right now there's a temperature, but as you can see, it's blank because there's actually an interval. So every so many minutes, it'll turn on the temperature sensor. Now, this actually conserves the battery. So it's temperature over time. Okay. Which is kind of cool, you know, because then you can kind of graph it and chart it and do whatever you want there. You know? But, man, you seem fairly lively. How did the procedure go? Aren't you exhausted? I'm, I'm completely exhausted, but then also filled with adrenaline and filled with excitement. So uh, you can imagine my body's completely in recovery mode because as far as my body knows, basically I just got stabbed many times. and I, Or I was just in some kind of like medieval battle. You know what I mean? Like, for my body. So my body's immediately kicked into, like, yo, trauma mode. Do you feel one step closer to being that full cyborg? Yeah. Just one tiny step closer. Yep. Absolutely. But, yeah, and then, you know, I mean, it's kind of cool. It kind of lights up. You can see it under his skin, and he, you know, he uh, connects to it via Bluetooth, and it tells his temperature. And Yeah. So, so there you go. And I think this is just another step in the direction of, 
of course, the transhumanist idea that we've often talked about, but also I think a change in fashion. I really think that the way I've seen some like Barbie dolls that light up, you know, be promoted and stuff on TV and stuff. I think that body decoration, we've already got tattoos and piercings and stuff like that, but it's going to, it's going to up a level, you know, it's like, Oh, you're not cool. Cause you don't have the lights in, in you know, in your arm or whatever. Like it's going to, it's going to get to that point. And you know, it's all leading of course to, uh, the mark of the beast. Right. Well, the thing of this that I like, and just this is real quick and we'll come out here soon, but I like that it's, um, first of all, I think that the biggest thing for him is that it's so novel. You can kind of tell he kind of gets that it's like not really that big of a deal, like that cool. But he's like, well, it's novel and I'm the first one to do it. So it's kind of cool. But it kind of, it's kind of a throwback to like old hacker movies of like the early 1990s and like the 1980s you know where you kind of have these like ragtag band of tech punks that are like hanging out you know in basements and uh you know doing technological upgrades to their body and they have mohawks and (laughs) eyebrow piercings i don't know that's just what it reminds me of and they just have like super sketchy do-it-yourself cyborg implants and uh, so we finally made it. We're there. We're there. We're to the future of 1987. <laughs> <laughs> so we've made it. So there you have it, everybody. This was a canary cry flyby, a little bit different from the last one, but hopefully this gives you something to listen to while we are busy doing other stuff. And we do plan to do this once a week, especially on a week that we don't have an episode posted. And so we have something that you guys can check out every week. Yeah. At this point, I think it's a little bit dangerous to make that sort of promise, but Gons is promising everybody. So I will do it by myself if I have to. You will. You will do it. So be ready. Anyways, until next time, my name is Basil. (laughs) That other guy, that other guy is named Gons. Gons, Gons, Gons. (laughs) And until next time, think outside the cage. (laughs) 